seems like the NHL will be the first major sports league back in action with their 24-team expanded playoff structure. The top four teams in the East and the West will play round-robin for seeding, while the 5-12 through 12 seeds have five-game series to advance. It should be very interesting. Mile High Sports Guy, back here to talk all about it. Today's guest is a 2020 graduate from the University of Laverne in TV broadcasting and political science. He is one of my greatest adversaries in fantasy sports and real sports, Boo L.A., when athletics do start up again, make sure to take a peek in the booth. I'm sure that's where you'll find Billy Lopez. Congratulations on graduating. Thank you. Thank you. You have accomplished so much and there's plenty to come. What's going on in the life of Billy post-grad? Uh, post-grad is actually starting up graduate school um, next week. Monday's first day. Oh, online. wow. Quick turnaround. <laughs> Yeah, no break, no break. Uh, but I think it's just better. I'm in that rhythm already, and it'll be two more years, and then I head into career mode after that. Okay, so what are you going to be studying then? Uh, actually, this past, like, six months, I guess, um, I've kind of had, like, an entire shift on what I feel called to do. Um, and so I'm going to graduate school to get my teaching credential and master's in uh, – teaching and learning awesome awesome like a yeah. specific grade uh or anything like that or a specific yeah. subject yeah so probably um history so i'll be doing uh, my teaching credential for a single subject in social sciences um so history at the high school level and i want to be able to um teach at the high school level and coach at the high school level too um, gotcha. i think i just feel like i just have a i could have a much better uh, impact on people's lives in in this capacity sure yeah well that's awesome and so are you going to be doing the then still yeah so the summer's online um fall is still to be determined um they might be able to have classes in person because the class sizes are really small and mm -hmm. so i think they'll be able to like still social distance and keep up with guidelines but Anything can happen. Yeah. So for your graduation, that was online then too? Um, we had kind of like a little ceremony like a week ago, but it wasn't like what most people are getting because they do plan on having a, um, a real one sometime in August, I think, if permitted. Um, okay. And eventually, at some point, they're planning on actually doing one. Um, so they didn't really like say our names or – do anything like that nothing grand so gotcha. because the plan is to still have a real one i don't talk a whole lot about hockey on this show but i wanted to highlight the nhl with their proposed plan to start the playoffs immediately the colorado avalanche are currently the number two seed in the west given colorado's recent playoff history i would not be surprised to see the abs drop two of three games in the round in the round robin and fall in seeding but uh I think it's going to be kind of cool. What are your thoughts on the proposed format? And have you seen what they're planning on doing? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. Um, unfortunately, the Kings aren't going to be there. Um, obviously, they, you know, have rebuild mode and stuff like that. So, yep. What's calling me? <laughs> it's all right. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but Avalanche. 
I don't know. I guess their name, their name is just kind of in their game, I guess, you know, they just kind of fall down. Okay. Just (laughs) downhill. (laughs) Start from the top, just fall down. That's terrible. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) They got a good team this year. We'll see what happens. I mean, at this point, just getting to the playoffs, I think, is uh, anyone's game with no really home ice advantage or anything like that. Yeah, it'll uh, be interesting to see win. how everyone is doing playoffs and things like that. Yeah. Um, and even without, like, fans and things like that, that's got to be crazy. Yeah, because so. I know when they first proposed it, they were going to do the round robin, which they're still going to do. But then they were right. like, oh, well, let's just do a play-in March Madness-style one game elimination for the five through 12 seeds. And it's like, how do you do that? Yeah. But then the top four seeds have to play three games. Exactly. So I like what they're doing now where they're making it like a buy sort of a thing. So you mm-hmm. have the round Robin and then a buy, and then the five through the 12 seeds do that five game series. I think that's going to be really good. It will be. I think, you know, potentially one of those lower seeds could actually um, build some momentum a little bit. Yeah, and then kind of take take over one of the top seeds. Yeah. I mean, if a um, nine if a nine through twelve seed advances, it's history. Absolutely, it's like a oh. wild card, wild card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the only like thing I don't like about it is a team with a losing record, like wins, didn't really <laughs> deserve to be there in the first place. So yeah, like if you're like the five through the eight seed. You really got to get the job done. I think the pressure's on them. Right, for, yeah. From the 9 through the 12 seed, it's like, ooh, we get to play extra hockey for free. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. It'll be interesting, but either way, some history's going to be made, you know? Yeah. It's going to it's gonna be cool. I like it a lot. But... All right, shifting gears here to MLB. The likelihood of a season is growing more dim by the day. Not only is there no proposed season length or playoff format, the top paid players don't want to play if their salary is deducted. Blake Snell, for example, wants his full salary. Nolan Arenado just wants to play ball, even if his salary is prorated. Do you have a side? Uh, do you have a side in the matter? Are the players greedy, or is it the owners? Uh, probably a mix, to be honest. Um, at the end of the day, uh, athletes want to, you know, be paid what they feel they're worth, but at the same time, you're not playing a full season. Um, but if you are playing, then you're also playing in, uh, you know, different circumstances. Um, so it's mixed. Um, and then obviously owners, I mean, come on, every, almost every team is like a multi-million dollar corporation in a sense. Um, they could easily pay out their athletes, their players, uh, who obviously bring in the fans and revenue and all that. So, I don't know. It's a mix. It's a mix. But yeah, I mean, no one's saying they they could do like a prorated salary, and I think that that would be good. Just take the salary and divide it by the number of games that they end up playing. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's tough already. I think especially with all the minor leaguers now there's exactly. no, it's not even going to be minor league baseball this season like yeah. they're losing a year of development they're losing their money so 
I don't know. I think that the players should be a little bit more lenient about it, but at the same right. time, the owners do seem pretty stingy and they have the money. So we'll see what they agree upon. Um, I hope that they do agree upon something. It would be nice to see some ball this year, but if there's not, it's understandable and like it sucks that it has to be political, but you know, yeah. it's still a business. It's an entertainment business. It's not just about playing the game because exactly. anybody can play the game, but not at that level. So, right. Yeah. And, and there have been some instances like, um, I know David Price was giving out like thousand dollars to all the minor league uh, players in the Dodgers system for, I don't know if it was for last month or this month or, um, obviously it's not like a lot, but it's you know a step towards helping, you know the players who aren't making the million dollar big league contracts, things like that. Yeah, and I feel a lot for like the, you know, other employees like the, you know concession stand workers yes. security yeah. all those folks like they're missing out on a lot too and you know they might still be getting paid um i know that mlb did like a million dollar pledge per team or something like that to help pay the yeah you know, seasonal and part-time workers but it's hard because uh-huh. they're still not working yep so it's a lot too and there's like there's not just like a handful of uh, employees per state and there's a lot you go from I just think of a Dodger Stadium sits about seats about like sixty thousand on the good day, um, but you have concession stands on every single level, multiple security guards, um, vendors. You have parking, promotions, grounds, crew, everything, all the yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a whole village of people that aren't making nearly as much. Even like for even the minor league players not making nearly as much as they are so yeah and like i don't feel sorry that they're not making money i mean the, the i feel sorry for the folks but i mean the businesses and the teams themselves like right because they don't need it i exactly. feel sorry for you know local businesses and places like that and it's tough yeah. but yeah speaking of la though the los angeles rams and los angeles chargers have spent billions of dollars to rebrand and bring the nfl back to la with a new shared stadium in englewood what do you think about the Rams' new look? Will the Chargers have any fans? And does Los Angeles even want the NFL? Um, that's a good question. I, lo- I honestly like the Rams' new look. I'm a fan of it. The Chargers, I don't think they will have a fan base, unfortunately. There might be like a few like counter LA people who want to just like say they're Charger fans, but I don't think I don't. I don't see them becoming anything uh, or getting too many fans. Did you see what Melvin Gordon posted the other day? No, I didn't. So they asked him, how would you feel about the NFL season having no fans? And he was with the Chargers last season. And he said, we didn't have any fans anyways. So (laughs) (laughs) he's not wrong. And it's just, it's just tough. And I think, um, to, and the, to answer your last question, does LA even want a football team? Uh, yes and no. I mean, there's everybody wants a team, but football in LA, uh, I don't know. I feel like football in LA has been gone for quite a bit of time um, prior to the Rams coming back. Um, so that, like, I don't know. It's they've they've 
gone towards other teams like the Oakland Raiders or ML people are exactly so LAFC and you know the Galaxy so yeah I mean it the Rams will have um, their their base but will it be packed in that stadium in Inglewood every single week for both teams no Ah, and lastly, NF, or excuse me, National League MVP Cody Bellinger had a monster year, raised his batting average by 45 points from 260 to 305. He smacks 47 homers with 84 total extra base hits. He nearly evened his strikeout to walk ratio, 108 to 95, won a gold glove and a silver slugger. Do you see Cody improving, declining, or staying the same heading into next season? Good question. Um, I think the natural, my natural tendency is to say declining, um, but leading towards more stability. I, the biggest thing that I would want out of Cody Bellinger is to increase on the batting average, okay? Because he was hitting through the roof with his batting average. I mean, in the beginning starting of the off season. the season, he he was like four hundred through April almost. Yeah, and so uh, – and if you look towards the second half of the season in the playoffs, the bat never just completely dipped. Um, the power power numbers are going to be there. The run production is going to be there. Um, but for me, the batting average is going to be the big uh, question It's got to be consistent. So if he could hit over 305, then I would consider that an increase, even if the homers are down and the RBIs are down. I mean, um, if you're getting those if, from other places, especially with, you know, Mookie Betts on the team now and other players, yeah. like, you don't need 50 homers on 120 RBIs from Cody yeah. to be a good team in L.A. There's so many exactly. other players on that team that can f- do so much. Yeah, like, yeah. You need 40 homers and 140 RBIs from Nolan. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> like, no doubt. For Coors, you probably need 80, but... <laughs> Oh man! Um, hey, if they do but, a DH this year, maybe he will. <laughs> I do. Oh, I'm against the DH in the NL. Please no. Um, no, please no. <laughs> but my last last thing is like the only reason why I say declining is because the second half of the season and the playoff um, run for the Dodgers that was short, brief, um, didn't didn't fare well for him. So I'm expecting the decline. Yeah, and I don't know if it was him being tired or just the pressure mounting for him but yeah something's going on in his head he'll get it right though i'm sure yeah well i just remember back in 2017 against the astros in the world series uh he was up to bat and i was like all right i'm watching the game with my grandpa my uncle and my cousin i said pitcher's gonna throw a curveball down and in and cody's gonna swing over the top of it and lo and behold that's what happened and that was his rookie season i believe Yes. And he had like 160 strikeouts and only like 70 walks or something. So the fact that, and, and that was the same through 2018 as well, his strikeout to walk ratio. And so yep. his eye for the ball and just seeing the pitches has gotten so much better. And that's definitely what's led to his increase in batting average. So if he can just keep that going throughout the full season, it's going to be incredible. 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. This break in the podcast is brought to you by Chick-fil-A. 
Since 1964, Chick-fil-A has been the home of the original chicken sandwich with two pickles on a toasted butter bun. Now, Chick-fil-A, 11.3 billion in sales last year, is America's third largest fast food chain behind McDonald's at 40.4 and Starbucks at 21.4. Chick-fil-A has since evolved from the chicken sandwich. Now on the menu are nuggets, strips, spicy sandwiches, grilled sandwiches, salad soups, and more. Most recently, Chick-fil-A has released the Chicken Parmesan Meal Kit, which includes two fillets of your choice, marinara sauce, Italian-style cheeses, spaghetti pasta, garlic alfredo sauce, kale, lemon, and grape tomatoes. You can now enjoy a flavorful twist on a classic comfort dish at home in 25 minutes or less. So if you haven't already hopped on the bandwagon, download the Chick-fil-A app, order curbside or mobile order, gain points to earn rewards, grab a sweet tea or lemonade, and eat more chicken. Chick-fil-A. So in this segment, we'll be discussing the NBA playoffs. Should the NBA follow in the footsteps of the NHL and adapt a 2014 postseason? Should they disband conferences with a 16-team postseason where the number one Bucks play the number 16 Magic and the finals could feature two teams of the same conference? Or finally, should they stick to the original playoff format of 16 teams with eight teams per conference? Uh, Well, they announced something today, right? I need. I think it needs to be approved. Um, but I think what they did today is your first, your first statement, which Copy is similar to the NHL. NHL. They, um, I think they are going to have like twenty-two or twenty-four teams go to Orlando. Um, each team is going to play. I think uh, either eight or less games. I forget, but about eight games, kind of like a tune-up. And everyone uh, is going to get a play-in for that eighth and final seed on both conference. Oh, or at least so. the teams that are down there. So I think uh, only one, only nine Eastern Conference teams will be there. And I think like 13 Western Conference teams. Really? Because, because they're within, I think the rule is you have to be within like five and a half back of that last spot to qualify. Oh, so. And so the East only has like one team that's five and a half back. Everyone else is like, no, no 20. Um, and then the West is has a little bit more stiffer competition for that final spot. Um, also, there, I mean, some people think that they wanted to kind of keep the Spurs playoff streak alive by adding them <laughs> to this. And also um, people, the NBA wants Zion on TV. Oh, sure. Yep. To, to, to make money. So yep. um, to me, the streak doesn't continue unless they get that final eighth spot. Like this isn't continuing their streak, but yeah. Um, so those I think the format's play, good. Like the tune-up games, those are regular season games that will count towards their record to get to the eighth spot. Uh, I haven't read into it, but I I think so. So everyone's okay. gonna play eight 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 games, and those records will um, get into that. And I think if there's a tie with that eighth spot, then they have to play in games. Oh, where it's like winner winner bye bye. Gotcha. Okay. But it literally just came out maybe like an hour or two ago, so I haven't like looked yeah, I didn't into it. See that yet? So, but um, yeah, I think Adam Silver sent it out, and I, it just needs to be approved by owners and everything, and it will start I think July thirty first. Gotcha. So this is what I think: you go sixteen teams, no conferences. This is why. No. This is why. No. This nope. Is, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. 
there's only six teams in the East with winning records, and there's only seven teams in the West with winning records. That's 13 teams with winning records in the whole NBA. And you want to have like 22 to 24 teams? No. Like, unless by a miracle of God that those teams with losing records play well in the eight games or whatever and finish with winning records, like, it's just not quality basketball. I think you stick with 16 teams. Like, sorry, Damian Lillard, get good. Sorry, your team wasn't healthy. You won't make the playoffs this year. Sorry, Spurs. Sorry, Zion. Like, you know, the teams that are in the playoff picture right now deserve to be there. I don't like with the NHL, there was so like less games left in the regular season that it makes sense to, you know, just kick the teams that weren't going to make it. Yeah. Like, but with the NBA, the like obviously there's no Golden State Warriors to just dominate anymore, and it's nice that we're going to have a new champion this year. I mean, the Raptors could win it again, which you know, good for them. But there's so many teams that could win it this season. Yeah, but I don't see how adding more teams to the playoffs will increase the quality of play. Here's what I think. I think, um, I think the way the NBA is doing it is is people are looking at it as like a 22 playoff format, which I'm looking at it as like a, a pre like a little mini season again and mm-hmm. then playoffs. Cause you just have to get that eighth and final spot right in, in both conference. So you're not going to have, you're going to have the same amount of losing record teams as you were, if you were to take the top 16 teams, but I do not want to have an Eastern conference team facing an Eastern conference team in the finals or vice versa, even if it would be cool to see, like, Lakers, Clippers in the finals. That, it's just, no. I, I don't know. I always think West versus East, even even though the West has dominated in recent years. What if they probably, did, like, the 1 through 16 and then reseeded? If it, I don't know. Eh. Yeah, and, it, and, it would and, be tough. And It'd be tough. To the, to the other thing, um, or was I going to go with this? So, yeah, you're still going to have the same amount of losing record teams in there. Plus, I think it's a little bit of a tune-up for the top-seeded teams to kind of play against these teams that are trying to fight for their life, um, to have a little bit of playoff-type atmosphere in those games, uh, to be prepared. Giannis for is going to play legit. 38 minutes a game in those games, though. He's, he'll probably play like 24. Yeah, but that's all you need is a little tune-up. They're going to be like preseason games towards the end, you know. A little tune-up here um to get things going and it'll go it'll go well and i think um at the end of the day whoever makes that eighth and final seed is is going to get swept or beaten in five okay okay all right and finally yeah if it is the east versus west the finals who do you see in the finals and who wins uh well i think the lakers are going to be there and that's uh just I know I'm a Laker fan, but seriously, like all bias to the side, I think they are the team to beat in the West. Um, I think the Nuggets and the Clippers both raise really good competitors, but I think the way this, the seeding is formatted, they would have to play each other before the Lakers play them. Yep. Um, so I think the Lakers have an easier road to the finals, and that's why I think they'll be the one that ends up in the finals. On the East, uh, if the season didn't, if before the season started, I would have said 76ers. But I, I don't know. They've let, they've kind of like disappointed me. Not that I'm a fan, but just like, I, I, 
their team and their potential is just so much better than what they've done this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have to say probably Milwaukee, which is strange because you have good players, like no doubt, but talent-wise, I think 76ers have a better talent roster, but they just gel better as a team, and I think Milwaukee would will make it into the finals too, but I think the Lakers will beat them in probably six games. All right, so I'm going to tell you who I think is going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I know. I already I know I your Nuggets you are going teams. into the West. Nope, Nuggets won't make the Conference Finals. They suck. They choke every year, just like last year. So are you going to say Lakers-Clippers? I'm going to say Clippers and Rockets. Oh, no, 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 no. Clippers, okay, Rockets in the West. Boston, Miami in the East. I'm sleeping on Milwaukee because they should have done it last year and they didn't. So I think it's going to be Boston versus the Clippers in the finals. And the Clippers are going to win. And Kawhi is going to go back to back. Man, man. We got to sign you up for, um, you know, New York best time booksellers. You're writing some fantasy novels right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't get me wrong. Like, I would – I think with the Bucks, having the Bucks not in the finals – would be better for the NBA, just because I think other teams in the East um, would bring about more fans to watch. I don't know something about Milwaukee and the Bucks, and uh, it's not sexy enough. It's yeah, Lakers Bucks doesn't sound good. Lakers yeah. Celtics would sound really good. Yep. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think the Rockets will pull together here. Um especially with James Harden losing all that weight. He's just going to be even more agile, maybe even get an extra step back in that step back oh travel. Oh, my God. They got to fix something with that. They got to fix it. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's another thing. That's a whole other story. It's a whole other debate. A whole other debate. That's a debate for another podcast another day. Guy gets like 30 free throws a day and takes 30 extra steps. I don't know. <laughs> One free throw per step. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, But, Mm. yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be an easy way, an easy route for the Lakers. I think it'll be be tough. There'll be times where it's like, "Uh uh-oh, the Lakers are falling here. What's going on here? But I think um, the leadership qualities of LeBron James and, I don't know, him and Anthony Davis are just going to be a force to be to be reckoned with they definitely want it they definitely want it yeah and finally i know i said finally once already but this is the actual finally if there are any play-in games to get to an eight seed the one i would want to see would be memphis versus new orleans have john morant versus zion that would be awesome if they played each other for that final spot i 100 percent agree and i'm going with john morant to get that final spot yep and for rookie he's the rookie of the year yeah, he's the rookie of the year. I love Zion, but you cannot give it to him. Okay. I think here's my thing, too. If Zion even played a full year, I think at the end of the day, John Morant would still have a better season. Yeah. Also, John Morant has legitimately gotten the Grizzlies to an eight spot. So, yes, agreed. This game is called Calling Your Shot. Oof. In this segment, you will I was guess. I'm never good at this. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you will guess the broadcaster based on their home run call. All right. You ready? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Back, 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 back. Gone. 
Um, the White Sox? Nope. I'll give you a hint. Okay, okay. Home, home Run Derby. Oh, yeah. God, I don't know his name. Chris Bergman from ESPN. You know, I'm not good with names. Not good with <laughs> names, but I could definitely tell you probably team or, or uh, yes, that's right. It was a great call. It's, it's honestly a great call, but I think it's just been overplayed now. Especially during the Home Run Derby. A hundred percent, yeah. It's so big. Eight times. Vlad uh, Guerrero. Like 800 times. times. <laughs> Jack Peterson, 91. Uh-huh. Uh, but, all right. Yeah. If you don't get By the way, thing. Jack Peterson needs to be in a Home Run Derby every single year. That, okay, go uh, ahead. Oh, he was so good last year. All right. If you don't get this one, you might need to, like, move states. Big okay. fly. I'm moving states. All right. Another thing he says is if it's a walk-off home run, it'll be like, big fly. Oh, drive, drive home safely. Home safely. Uh, Victor Rojas, I think, is his name. And what team? Uh, the Anaheim Angels. I refuse to call them the LA Angels. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, yep. So, I, I, you know, I just put it in there because that's what they're legally called. But I, too, agree. They're not even in they're LA. They're not even county. in LA. Yeah. Like, not even in the county. Yeah, dude. When I lived with Zach Browsley during our internship, he lived like ten minutes away. Like his grandma, his grandma lived like ten minutes away from the Angels and Disneyland and all that. That is Anaheim. Okay. Yep. That, that's Anaheim. All right. Yeah. Raise the right. Jolly Roger. Oh, I've heard that too. I'm sure you can guess the team, but do you know the announcer's name? No chance in the announcer's name. Give me, give me, give me a, give me a, give me an extra. Can I, uh, what are my options here? Can I phone a friend? Origin of definition. <laughs> Do you have any other alternative pronunciations? <laughs> no, it's just raise the Jolly Roger. Uh, it's got to be some team with a red type thing. Uh, my guess is the Phillies, but I'm probably wrong. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Tim Neverett. You know, Tim Neverett has actually um, – is he still broadcasting with the Pittsburgh Pirates? Uh, last I checked, I, believe, I think he is. I believe he's I, – I, 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 I might get names wrong here, but I think he's doing the road – he was doing um, some of the radio games for the Dodgers, I think. Really? Recently. But it could be another Neverett. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like know I either. said, I'm not. I'm not good with names. Okay. All right. This one, you guessed the team earlier, and you might know the guy's name. You can put it on the board. Put it on the board. Yes. yes. Uh, something Hawk Har- Harrelson. I Hawk Harrelson. Yep. And what team? Okay, there you go. Chicago White Sox. Yeah, dude, that's one of my love, favorite calls. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I used to like. When I was younger, like, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, I used to just like watching his games because it was just so fun to hear how he called games and yeah. his excitement yeah. on almost everything. Even when, like, someone was about to, like, rob a home run. Stretch! Stretch! Mm-hmm. But. All right. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You know why this kind of ruined me is <laughs> I play a lot of MLB The Show, and Matt Vaskersian 
if you can equip these calls onto your player or things like that, Matt Vaskersian says them all. Oh, okay. So he's tarnished everything. <laughs> That's everything. why I'd rather listen to you broadcast. By, by the way, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. Did you know that Matt Vaskersian was offered the job to take over Vince Scully, but he declined no, it? Right. It was before Joe Davis, before Joe Davis had gotten it. Anyways, uh, take a good look. You won't see it for long. See it for long. Give me three teams and I could guess it. All right. I watched them a lot. I worked for them and they're awesome. The Rockies? Yep. Drew Goodman from the Rockies. The Rockies. And I did not give it away because I've worked for the Dodgers and the White Sox as well. So technically, I gave you three teams. <laughs> yes. That All is right. true. That's oh, he's being sneaky. Mm-hmm. Did you know Zach Browsley is a groundskeeper for the White Sox? Is he really? Yeah, that's what I saw most recently. So. Oh, wow. Yep. All right. I'm going to try to do cool. this accent correctly to help you get this one. See ya. Blue Jays? I don't know. Nope. Uh, it is American League East, though. American League East. Oh, 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 oh. Yankees? Yep. And do you know the guy's okay. name? Uh, No, but he's got some pretty good calls. Michael K. Yes. Yeah, I like that one. It's so basic, but the way he says it with that, like, deep New York accent is just so cool. It's it's beautiful. It's a, a lot of these are just like, they just sound so good. There's like music to the ears almost. I don't do any unless, injustice. Unless, uh, unless, of course, your team's playing them and you hear that. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, final one here. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Ben Scully. Yep. And do you know whose home run call it is? Like, who hit that homer? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's uh, Kirk Gibson. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Oh. Come on. Now, that one I got wrong. <laughs> By the way, I'm actually wearing a shirt that uh, that is kind of commemorating that moment right now. It's a Kirk Gibson t-shirt that has those words on it. And lastly, in an alternate universe with no COVID-19... Fans could be in attendance, media would be present, games would be broadcasted, etc. If you had to choose right now, which sport would you bring back immediately and why? Oh, basketball for sure. Just because, I mean, it was so close to the playoffs getting started. Said basketball for the Lakers. Yeah, definitely want some closure there with hockey and basketball. Um, but dang, it's just so hard not being out there watching a game, drinking a beer and eating a hot dog fours, you know you know one one thing that i was thinking of and this was pre-covid19 this was probably like a couple years ago i was thinking you know one day with like the whole virtual reality stuff i'm like saying there's going to be a, a time and place where people are going to be able to get a vr set type something of that just pop it on your head and you're going to be able to choose the seat location that you want to be in there's going to have like real life type crowd atmosphere, or whatever. And you're going to be able to watch the game from this seat and hear the fans. And as if you were yep. there, 
And so I think maybe during this time there could be I don't know some technology arising to that location. Obviously, well, I know the NBA um, already does. Will it be the same? Like no, but I mean, yeah, I think they do like a courtside VR type of uh, for the games. Um, so I mean, it, it's around the corner, but uh, I think at the end of the day, nothing beats that interaction with fans. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show again. It's always a good time having you on here. So, of course, yeah, thanks, Derek. Peace. Peace.